we're carrying out of this section with food insecurity. Um, let's see. Food insecurity has been linked to poor mental health and physical health, anxiety, stress, depression, and chronic diseases. Some immigrants, refugee, ethnocultural, and racialized populations are at a greater risk for food insecurity. The poverty rate among racialized groups is double the overall poverty rate in Canada, which puts Canada's racialized populations at an increased risk of, for food insecurity. To learn more about food insecurity in Ottawa, please refer to Ottawa Public Health's Nutritious Food Basket Report. And I'm going to offer a bit of an opinion here. Having read that, and it just kind of something clicked. Um, the level of, and I guess everything is, when you, when you speak about mental illness under a certain umbrella, you have, you can throw in, I think with like fitness, the, the body image thing, right? The body dysmorphia and thinking that you're overweight when you ain't. And I don't know, like reading this food insecurity thing made me think of like, okay, so there's people who are skipping meals out of straight hunger and necessity because they ain't got food in the first world, quote unquote, first world in the city. And then yet, you know, people are like skipping meals for vanity. You know what I mean? For purposes of vanity, to look good to somebody, to, to fucking, you know, feel good about oneself. You know, this is why this, this is one of the many reasons. And I'm guilty of it too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, the, the flip side of that is like, the wastefulness that many of us exhibit too, right? There's people out here skipping meals out of necessity and then we're like overeating or throwing away things we don't want or eating, not eating the crust. It's like, why order the sandwich? You know what I mean? You know, people don't like crust. I mean, I shouldn't go at people sideways like that. But still, the point still stands. You know, people are out here deteriorating mentally, physically, and so on. And then, you know, the average person kind of... I know there's people who come here when they're young, like, and I, like I was born here, there's people who come here when we're young. We lose perspective of, like, the thing, of the circumstances that a lot of our people, even European people of European des- descent, fled from, right? And then we sit here and we, you know, we have these weird relationships with food. I don't know. I know it's I know it's something of the mind. Like I said, I've spoken. I don't talk about it much now, but my own battle with weight and so on. And it's kind of like people are out here really starving. You know what I mean? Anyway. <sighs> oh, boy. I know that's kind of a downerish kind of a thing to say. Anyway, housing. Housing is a key socio social determinant of health and fundamental resource for health identified in the Ottawa Charter for Health Promotion. In 2016, there were 373,755 private dwellings in Ottawa. About two-thirds, 65% of these dwellings are owned, while 35% are rented. The average monthly cost for owned dwellings is 1505 and for rented dwellings is 1148 the average household size in Ottawa is 2.5 people. Just adjusting the levels. Hold up. 95% of Ottawa households are suitable for the number of people that live in them, based on the number of bedrooms. One-person households make up 28% of households in Ottawa, 
one quarter, 25% of households are married or common law couples with no children and 40% of households are couples or lone parents with children. One quarter, 24% of private households spend more than 30% of their income on shelter costs. It's recommended to spend up to 30% of gross income before taxes on housing. Of those that rent, 42% spend more than 30% of income on shelter and 16% of renting households are in subsidized housing. 14% of owners of owner households spend more than 30% of their income on shelter. Let's see. Core housing need is a measure that considers suitability, number of bedrooms, bedrooms, adequacy in need of major repairs and affordability proportion of income spent on shelter of a dwelling a household living in a dwelling that is unsuitable inadequate or unaffordable and whose income level would not allow alternative suitable and adequate housing is considered a core housing need in 2016 13 percent of auto households were in a core housing need as of 2016 there are over 10,500 active households on the centralized waiting list for subsidized housing so I'll pick this up. I won't read the rest of the bullet points here. We'll just hop into stigma. 